Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And back from a hosting for Mark Vanel, the feed on SBS, Michael Hing. Here's your character sheet. <laughs> Hi, Frizo. <laughs> if it's spooky, don't be frightened. Dragon friend. Scurry home and bar the door. Daylight end. And the fiends and ghouls delight in things that scare. So be well aware as you make your way. Don't be led astray, for the goal is near and your friends are here. And there's plenty more in store. The air is thin here, yet the ever-present fog of old Barovia continues to swim around you. The castle that you find yourselves in seems abandoned for centuries even, and yet here you stand at the doors, at the gateway of the vampire himself, and the torches already sputter into life. The corridor in front of you is dark and seems to go on forever as the four of you and your pet pig ask yourselves... Steed. As the four of you and your brave battle pig ask yourselves, is this a wise thing to do? For the vampire seems all-powerful. All who have come to stop him so far have met untimely ends. How can four such as you succeed where so many have failed? The wind rustles the newly lit torches and suddenly you hear... Russell. (laughs) Suddenly you hear what seems to be far off distant strains of music and organ playing in the distance, deep inside the castle, beyond the corridor you now find yourself in. There is nowhere to go but forward. There is nothing to do but advance. Should we go back? (laughs) Nah. JK. Rowling. Um, yeah, boo indeed. Fear not, stout of heart. Frizo shall lead us forward. Alright. As has been his wont this entire adventure. I step forward into the hall. Are we in a hall? Don't forget, you're half naked and covered in chalk and pigments. No idea what's going on. <laughs> All right, so I, I I I walk in and I guess I gotta find some clothes. Are there any doors along in this hallway? Are there any rooms I can sneak I'm, off into? I'm glad you asked. So the corridor seems to go off into the distance. You can make out what seems to be a shiny, shiny reflection, possibly a fire, possibly you know some kind of reflective surface playing. How off. far away is that? It's a long corridor. It's like like how, how many meters? It's like oh, 60, 80 feet. Oh, and I can't say that it's a fire from 80 it's feet. It's very dark and it's only lit by these torches. If it's very dark, it'd be, I'd be 
very able to see a fucking fire. Sorry, I don't know why I'm getting angry about this. Hey, Frieza, Frieza. by my friends, Frieza. I don't know. I've got some uh, leather armor that you could just put on your naked body. <laughs> uh, 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 Sorry, you have dark vision, don't you? Yeah, you I can see, so there's a, there is a metal reflective thing. All right, I run towards the metal reflective thing. All right. You run down the corridor. As you run, sputter, 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 burst, burst, burst. The torches all come to life as you approach them. And as you get to the end, a fire roars into life in front of you. And in front of the fire, in this small alcove, you see a figure. Six foot tall. Hmm. Um, a suit of plate armor of ancient Barovian design, oiled, glistening, and it seems in perfect shape. I put on the armor. It's going to chafe. <laughs> I mean, you can. Can he still cast spells? With he doesn't have a spell book. That's the least of his problems. Yeah, I, I reckon I'm going to need something. I put on this armor. Okay, make a strength check. What do I need? Uh, just make a 12. Oh, s- six. <laughs> okay, you can put, put the on, helmet on. You can put on the breastplate and the helmet. Uh, can I put on the helmet and the shoes? <laughs> oh, I see. So you want all of the movement sneaking penalties with none of the damage resistance. I want to be able to kick someone in the dick. <laughs> all right. Probably Bobby, I reckon. Okay, you put on the helmet and the shoes, which seem to fit perfectly. Cool. Uh, what else is there in the... Uh, oh, and it, was, it had a sword. Oh, cool. I got a... Can I take the sword then? Yep. Uh, yeah, ten... ten, oh, ten. What are you rolling for? <laughs> yes, you take the sword. All right. I d- well, the ten is a perception check then. You see a sword. <laughs> I yell to the others. All right, it's safe, guys. Come here. Uh, we make our way towards uh, Frizo. That is the pig and I. All right, the sound, as you come forward, um, the sound of the organ music continues to grow. This is a huge, high-vaulted corridor. You are impressed and intimidated by the architecture inside. Ruined though it seemed, under the light of the fire, it seems born again. Now, at the suit of armor that is frankly Frizo has made a mess of clattering on the ground trying to tug his boots on you see a stairway leading up to the left and to the right a doorway underneath you can hear even more powerfully the sound of the organ music beautiful guys uh, I don't know if you know this about me but I love music so uh, I agree this is a jam <laughs> My jam. What's it called? Um, for organ in F minor. <laughs> That's a thing, right, Benny? Well, now it's in F minor. <laughs> All right. Let's go downstairs. So you're going to head towards the music? Head towards the music. We're drawn to it like moths to a flame. Who's going first? Uh, Rizzo. (laughs) We're drawn to it like losers to organ music. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, organ lovers. Uh, We head down the stairs towards the organ. I've seen a musical about a haunted organ. I reckon this is going to work out perfectly. (laughs) And that musical was called Starlight Express. (laughs) Is is Phantom of the Opera about a haunted organ, Benny? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't listen to that garbage. <laughs> Andrew, All right, we head down the stairs towards the organ. All right, um, as soon as you go to touch the door again, familiar, the door slams open and a gust of wind hits you and 
beyond it, a few short steps down, you see the room open up into a huge high-vaulted dining room. A large table is laid out in the centre of the room and already the smell of beautiful sweet meats, exotic pies, delicacies, steamed vegetables. What's a sweet meat? It's um like it's, livers and stuff, but yeah. it's good in the olden days. Okay. I believe sweet bread is the thyroid gland. <laughs> sweet bread is the thyroid gland. Lots of beautiful glistening thyroid glands on a plate. <laughs> or is it the pancreas? Sit at a table that you can already see is seated for six. At the, um, at the front, an impressive throne places for each of you and even a little baby's high chair for the pig. Each place has been set with a plate and a beautiful um, golden goblet full of a what looks like a precious amber liqueur, but already your attention is drawn to the end of the room, where, flanked by giant ceiling-to-floor mirrors, you see the largest pipe organ you've ever seen. For Filge, the only pipe organ you've ever seen. Yeah, orcs have no culture. And... Seating at that pipe organ, playing in what seems like rapturous ecstasy, pounding the keys with a melody that seems to be imbued with a great sadness and despair is a figure in a black cloak. And as he suddenly, rapturously concludes his song, a deep silence fills the room and that figure says, played by Ben Jenkins... (laughs) Don't you dare! You cannot make another character Snagglepuss. I have worked. No! 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 Sorry. He's really upset. No! No! It... Stop it! Stop it! You have been... You have been in New York. You have been in New York and I have spent four episodes trying to have a little bit of dignity in a gothic Ravenloft-inspired campaign creating the character of Strahd and you you gallivant in here and you cannot make him sound like Snagglepuss. <laughs> Fuck's sake! It's just that the audience were chanting Snagglepuss. Yeah. So. The only problem with that is they were sna- chant- chanting Snagglepuss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually can't... I can't... I just, Person's probably been around for a while and I can't sustain it. But he, maybe he'll slip into it every now and again. <laughs> maybe when he's casting spells. <laughs> okay, uh, so he sounds like he's like. He's, he's a Dracula, right? <laughs> we just say vampire. Yeah, we just say vampire. But why it's like, it's sa- like pasta boy for us. <laughs> well, why, 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 why wouldn't he sound like Spaghetti a Dracula? Boy. Spaghetti Let's boy. Let's just find out. Okay. He says. Fine. <laughs> D- Dave, it wasn't going to be good no matter what. <laughs> I mean, what did you expect? Just be thankful it's not Snagglepuss, because I could commit to the bit. Can you do Huckleberry Hound? Ooh, Top Cat. Ooh, what about Troopy? He could be like, well, well, well. <laughs> okay, fine. Fuck it, he's Troopy. If it isn't the dragon friends. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) (laughs) 
Dave, Dave don't tear up the story. <laughs> I've got spare copies. It'll be okay. Uh, all right, I stake him in the heart. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Please uh, sit and enjoy my wine. <laughs> And sweet meat, you must be weary for People, me. we're going to cut this in the podcast because it's not fair to the people in the podcast, but can we please give this every possible chance to work? Can you give it a cool soundtrack with some red lights and then can you int- invite yeah, them yeah, to sit yeah, with yeah, you? Yeah, I'll do this again. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Once, it's not your fault. (laughs) Ah, the famous dragon friends arrived at last. You must be famished from your journey. Please, sit at my table. Eat of my food. I think you will find it quite to your liking. Can we do it again, but do you make him like maybe 30 kilos fatter? I won't do it, I'll keep going. Okay, okay, like, okay. It is to me liking, I say, and I look up, and I've eaten an entire chicken. Yeah, a woman after my own heart. Can anyone understand what he's saying? Yes, he said, a woman after his own heart. The punters bloody love it! No. Every time he talks again, they make him fatter. <laughs> this is not sustainable. Well, I see the field is tucked into the festivities. Bobby Pancakes, Frizzo, Baston, Storm. Lovely to see you all. You don't get to live for as long as I have without learning a thing or two about <laughs> research. About, about research? Research. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, what did you say? About research. <laughs> you know, it's book. And reading. I will not eat at your table, demon. Where is my beloved? Oh, oh yes. Baston. Do you know, I thought that that would make you sit down. (laughs) They hadn't really planned past saying your name. (laughs) I would have been intimidated by your figure, but you sound as one who has many rolls under his chin. Well, 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 as you behold me, you see this is not true. I am tall and slender. Behold my bony arm. Actually, it is true. He is a dashing figure of a man with jet (laughs) raven hair and a powerful frame belied in his aristocratic finery. The voice is, if anything, completely inexplicable. Step away from your organ and face me. No! If I had a penny for every time I'd heard that. (laughs) Oh, yes, the famous Bobby Pancakes with his quick tongue and sharp balls. (laughs) Well? May I ask you, dragon friends? 
do you enjoy stories? Yes, of course we do. Do you have a storyteller who can tell story for you in a more legible voice? <laughs> are you all standing at the door or are you just sitting at well, the Well, Phil's at the table. I'm gobbling down. All right, I, um... This guy's evil, right? No, yeah, I'm not eating his food. He's all right to me. All right, I run at him with my sword. <laughs> I don't have a witch bolt you, anymore. <laughs> you, you mean your magic sword that you got at Albus no, Rumsfeld? that's mine. Because he got, has that. Yeah, no, the sword I picked up from the suit of armor. Oh, okay, oh, that's yeah. a big, that's a, that is a great sword, and you're a thin, scrawny elf. <laughs> <laughs> with a broken wrist. Yep. Damn it! I know your mind, Fuizo. I just love how you've just given up. Like, your friends have your stuff and you're like, oh, I just, well. I, what do you mean I gave up? I'm just trying to run at this vampire with a sword. I'm uh, the only one doing it and the rest of you just sitting around making quips and eating chickens. These sweetmeats is delicious. She says as she cramps another thyroid into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take off one of my boots and I throw it at the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to George W. Bush him. Roll the dice. <laughs> That is a... Ah, oh, it's a nine! Damn it! No, okay, you know what? You, you, throw the, you throw it and it hits... It misses him. It goes wide and it hits the mirror. But all of you looking at that, can you all quickly make an intelligence roll for me? Come on. Who gets the highest? A 19 okay. plus... I got one minus uh, one. I got zero. I got, eight, I got seven. Three. I got, I got 20. So Phil... Phil's got a critical fail. What does she do? I got below a critical fail. Okay. I'm gonna she go chokes on a chicken. Bobby, you realise that um, in the ceiling-to-floor mirrors, you can see Strahd's reflection. What? Mm. You realise that the organ is flanked by ceiling-to-floor mirrors. <laughs> Me very big! <laughs> <laughs> You realise that by throwing a shoe at the vampire, you have lost one third of your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) But did I smash a mirror? You do smash a mirror. Is that seven years good luck for a warlock or what? If you're a vampire, it's 14 years of the best luck. (laughs) I throw my other shoe at him. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> That's the other mirror. It's a six. Does Strad have anything to say about this? You are an idiot. <laughs> um, sorry, did you say that you're a vampire? Uh, I am a vampire through and through. That's um, <laughs> interesting because, if memory serves me, vampires don't have reflections. <laughs> <laughs> More wine? No, 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 no. Yes, please. Good sound work, Alex. Thank you. Lestrade? Is that his name? It's Lestrade. It's the vampire Strad von Zarevich. Oh. Idiot. Hey, Strad. Yes. Look me in the eyes. Yes. Tell me you're a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> you know what? I ain't buying it. Turn into a bat or something. He does. <laughs> does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, bat. Fly up to that rafter. He does. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like it. 
Enough of this chit chat. Uh, Baston's gonna charge forward and punch him in the face with a dagger. All right, Baston. <laughs> yeah. You you're charging forward. Yeah. All right, great. Make an attack. A glug glug glug. Seventeen. That will do it. Um, Baston, in a moment of ADD adult rage, charges. Advanced Dungeons Dragons. Yeah! <laughs> it's actually Attention Dungeons and Dragons Disorder. Um, That's A-D-D-D. <laughs> <laughs> you um, charge forward and you draw your trusty knife, for no one has yet trusted you with a sword, and you stab at um, the vampire's heart. But, surprise of surprises, when you do, the image of him seems to shatter into 12 pieces, and then you realise that the entire organ and the figure of Stride is but another mirror. At that moment... (laughs) At that moment, an irritating mocking laugh seems to fill the air. (laughs) Stop mocking me! And as the laugh gets louder and louder and louder... (laughs) You okay, mate? Wind seems to rustle through the chamber and all of the torches are extinguished anew and as they do, you see the room for the first time again as it truly is. This time, not a beautiful vaulted dining room, but in fact a... The danger room from the (laughs) X-Men! No? Okay, that's fine. No. I see now what you were doing in the other episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. It's annoying, huh? Yeah, very annoying. (laughs) Um, no, instead you see a room wrapped in um, centuries of neglect, part of the ceiling already gone. In place of the finely laid out table is an old table, worn and rusted. In place of every one of your golden goblets is in fact a tin flagon full of rusted water. The vegetables are naught but roots and soil and the beautiful, delicious spread of chickens is the figure lying, decaying in repose of a giant minotaur. Oh! Tastes like beef. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh. Was me even eating his thyroid? (laughs) Oh, me feel so stupid. The thyroids are still thyroids. Which already, already now this figure begins to slumber and starts moving, jerking as if controlled as a puppet and begins to rise from the table, its flank already cut and carved partly by filge and around it, through the mess of decayed foodstuffs and raw flesh, emerge a pair of skeletons that already are moving up from the table. I clap my hands in delight. Skeletons! <laughs> A skeleton stabs Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we go into we go into attack. So the first one up actually is you, Bobby. So are you going to waste your action clapping your hands and saying "Yay, Skellingtons"? No, I'm going to um, uh, charge storm the battle pig towards the Minotaur. You were sitting at a table. You weren't. I wasn't. I was in the. You have to get storm the battle pig out of her high chair. Oh, I was sitting at the table. Okay, I run. <laughs> I run. Wait. You better look after that goddamn pig. What? Or you'll have hell to pay. You what? You look after her. Okay. Well, I won't do that then. I thought I was on her. Uh, I run along the table. I make a dash towards the Minotaur and slash at his legs with my um, short sword. With your magical plus one oh, long with my sword. M- oh, that one as well. One in each hand. <laughs> um, that's that's harder to do. Okay, just, the, bloody, just the magic he's sword. He's a halfling. He can't use a long sword with one hand. No, you you can use a long sword. Okay, though. I'll use a long sword. Now. Eight. All right. You slash with an unfamiliar sword that seems strangely familiar to Frizo, and you miss. Next up is Frizo. What you gonna do? What you gonna do, buddy? Fuck! I can I can I summon my dragon? Yes, you can. I summon my dragon. That's all I got left. Bushu, away! And then I get on the dragon. and We fuck off. Get get your fucking nuts off me, you freak! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Why? What? Why are you even here? You do the dumbest shit. <laughs> Damn it! Where's your fucking spellbook, dummy? I, Did you get robbed? I think so. I was in a bit of a trance for a bit. Well, that's just fucking careless. <laughs> Who gets in a trance? Not me. <laughs> I've got... I'm always on. Look, at least I'm always in the right existential, existential plane. You're Ex- always... It's not an existential plane. It's a plane of existence. Okay, well, Frizo has an argument with his imaginary familiar. Um, Phil, cheer up. I'm going to use the Minotaur's own great axe against him. I pick up the great axe and I say, Remember this? It's your new worst nightmare. (laughs) And then then I swing it at his head. All right, great. Make an attack. Um, And I got uh, 10 plus four. four. 14. 14. Um, Yes, that will do it. Congratulations. You connect with him and you... It's a great axe, isn't it? We don't have one of these. Hang on. You... Great. 2d8. Yep. No, wait. Oh, 2D12. Oh, God. D12's um, uh, the most yeah, unappreciated yeah. of Thank dice. you very much. Oh, perfect. 12 um, sides. Oh, wow. Okay, you do 19 points of hit points to it. So it staggers back. Yeah, it staggers back into my mouth and I finish feels, eating him. That feels... Okay, let's do one thing at a time. Firstly, it was 15 points of damage, not 19. I'm okay. sorry. Oh, and I thought I got him. So, no, you did not get him. Um, but now you're going to try and bite his shoulder? No, I just thought it was a cool finishing move, but if the battle's still happening... Like a fatality. Not. Battle's still happening. In Ooh. fact, it is now his go next, and... And with his mighty uh, uh, horns, like, gores. Oh, charge. Yeah, he's going to do a charging gore, um, gore action at you. Okay. S- all right, great. That's Can I roll a thing? I'm going to use dice cam, because I care. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's a not, two. It's, the it's definitely it's a, two. a two from this angle. All right, so dumb cow. So he makes a lunge at you, the holder of his axe, and he's, however, still unfamiliar on his legs, and he stumbles off the table, kicking chicken carcasses everywhere. And the next one up is Baston. Oh, Baston. So Baston's over in the corner. Yes. Um, is he close to a skeleton? Uh, they're they're both at the table. Um, Baston's just gonna charge in and get into it. Great, we're gonna take on a skeleton because With his little knife. Yeah, he likes he likes his chances. He doesn't want to look dumb. 
12. 12, that'll do it. Excellent. He hits the skeleton. D4, baby. Get out my way. Anyone got it? Wait, I got a D4. I got a Thrilling D4. action. Thrilling action. D4. It's a one. What's his strength? Probably 18. It's plus two, so three. <laughs> three damage. <laughs> the skeleton looks mildly inconvenienced. The next up is the two skeletons, which now attack. One attacks Baston, and the other one attacks Filge. Baston, he misses you. Filge, the skeleton hits you, and it deals five damage. Next up is you again, Bobby. Um, so I... Uh how much? How how hurt is the Minotaur? What's he's? Um, he's not even beginning to look that hurt yet. Oh, okay. Um, so I um, sort of. What way is he facing? Uh, he's facing Phil, so away from you. Away from you. So, so I, you can sneak attack him. I sneak attack him, like run up his back, and like try to with my short sword, try and get it right into the back of his neck to sever his. Uh... So you're dropping the long sword? Yeah, I'm dropping long sword. It's too unwieldy. All right. Um. Great, make an attack. No. Um, seven, that won't hit, unfortunately. No. Not having a great time. And the next up was you, Frizo. I uh, instruct my demon familiar dragon to attack the Minotaur. Please. P- please. Please. Does it, well, he's a pseudo dragon, right? Yeah, a tiny. Do you have a breath weapon? He's got a tiny breath weapon. All right. All right, I'll breathe on him. <laughs> <laughs> He does six seeds, and the Minotaur takes two hit points of frost damage. There, was that good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really good. I'm really grateful. Thank you for doing it. Okay, bye. Poof. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phil, you're up next. Um, I'm going to cast a Witch Bolt at the Minotaur. (laughs) (laughs) With your great club? Yeah, with my wand. I don't know why you keep calling it that. So I wind up my sleeves and I take out my wand and um, I yell, Witch Club! Witch Bolt! <laughs> not even how it does I yell, Witch Bolt! And I point it really hard at the Minotaur. Okay, you point it so hard that it hits, connects, and does. Congratulations. Um, another 11 points of damage. The Minotaur is now looking injured. <laughs> and I look at Hing and I say, easy peasy. <laughs> the Minotaur- I mean Frizo when I just said Hing. <laughs> the Minotaur is next and it attacks you back, Filge, um, but misses again. You're lucky because it looks very powerful. It's, le- it's arms powerful enough to rip even an, an orc's arms from its sockets. The next is Baston. Me not scared. Oh, Baston keeps stabbing a skeleton because he's badass. Hits 16. Watch out. Here comes my knife. <laughs> Three damage. Bam! <laughs> you are very, very slowly whittling a I am stabberific. Next up, Bobby. Uh, I, I take a couple of steps oh, back. Oh, sorry, no, no, skeletons. Oh, skeletons. First of all, and the skeletons are both hit. And one hits Baston for three, and the other one hits you for another eight. Eight? Yep. Fucking You've got the good skeleton. All right, I had to do some math. You should get into a rage, maybe. Okay, uh, from being behind the Minotaur, I, like, dash between his legs and slide on my back, drawing my longbow, uh, drawing my shortbow. You fire did three attacks with three different weapons. This is Why not? very ostentatious, but go on. <laughs> None of them have worked. Um, <laughs> and fire an arrow up into his face, uh, aiming towards his eyes. Sure. 
still a sneak attack. That'll hit. Um, and so that's you're going to do d6 is for your arrow, but then another 2d6 for your sneak attack. So Ooh, many I got a d6 six for my arrow, and uh, is that five? Five. So plus four, and that's five. Fifteen points of damage. Yes. So the Minotaur reels, cries in pain in a voice that reminds you all too keenly of that you were having a pleasant conversation with him just an hour before. And the next up is Frizo. I don't have anything. Fuck. I um. When you're ready, Frizo. I, 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 I run at the Minotaur and I headbutt him with my armored head. All right. Let's go. Uh, D20, disadvantage, because you're not good at headbutting. All right. Uh, Lowest number. 11 plus uh, 12. That'll do it. All right. Yes! <laughs> um, D4 plus minus one because of your strength. All right. Two I, points. I, yeah. Two points, two points of, of damage. damage. So I just want to point out that your headbutt is as ineffective as a pseudo dragon's breath weapon. <laughs> and the next up is Filch. I'm going to fuck some skeletons up. I'm really angry. I go into a rage. Great. Roll two dice. Highest number. I'm raging. Yeah. Oh, high. 18. 18. Excellent. Roll this. D12. It's a D12, guys. 12. 12 from 12. Congratulations. So using Cedar... Don't I get plus two? Yeah, plus, no, plus four. So using Cedar's great axe, you cleave one of the skeletons in half and it falls apart in a rickety cascade of bones. And the next one up... <laughs> Benny Davis, everyone. Rickety. Is the, is the Minotaur which attacks you and misses again. Of he's trying four. to get the axe off her. This is terrible. Okay, yeah, no, he's trying to grab the axe out of your hands and failing. Moo. Last skeleton, Baston. 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 So is his skeleton dead or is his skeleton skeleton still alive? is very much still alive. I'm going to stab you. Skeletons are not going to stab. Camp. 18. 18, he hits him. Where's that D4? Get out of my way. Three damage. <laughs> the skeleton is looking worse for wear. If you do anything for long enough, you get a result. I whittle in my spare time. And, and the skeleton hits you back for a very reasonable eight points Ow, of damage. Oh, fuck, dick. So the, the Minotaur is like sort of staggering around? That's right. Okay, um, I like leap up and grab onto his straggly beard and hang from it and with my new dagger that used to be Frizo's, stab up into the soft part in his neck. He's a skeleton, Make an attack. whatever. That's a four. <laughs> All right, you Realizing that he's a skeleton, you miss the soft part of his neck, which is not there. No, it's for the Minotaur. Oh, I just think that, that wasn't his beard you grabbed. I... <laughs> what was it? Oh, good grief. <laughs> it was his ghosticle. <laughs> Frizo. I, uh, I, I, okay, I run across to the shattered mirror and I grab some glass. Yep. And then I begin, and, and then I take a shot of glass take and Take two points of hit points damage. <laughs> Why? Why? I'm being careful with the glass. I can't use it because I have a broken arm and it's a great sword. I already tried that, Ben. Idiot. What sword? What other sword? He's not listening to you. He's, all, he's too angry. I dropped the long sword. Yeah. You also could have just Wait. asked to have your spellbook back. I could, have, I could have asked to have the... When did you drop the longsword? Hey, Hing, how After was your, I da- how was your day, time. Hing? Oh, it was pretty bad. I was playing Dungeons & Dragons. A lot of people were heckling me. 
you were on Australian national TV an hour ago. Yeah. Like, what's happening to your life? <laughs> there was a lot of nice tweets. Now I'm here getting bullied by my friends. Pick up the long sword. <laughs> the long sword. I tried. Do it. Pick up the long sword. All right. I pick up the long sword and I fucking cut my own throat. Fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh look, I roll it. I roll a 13, what do you think of that, Dave? Huh? What do you think of that? Are you really cutting your own throat? No, suicidal Frizo has Bushu gone. pops back and goes, do it. I, uh, I, I, I... Do it. What? Go on, don't just, don't, don't tempt me. Don't just half jerk me off. Come on, do it for me. Big boy, end it. 13 will do it, roll this dice. <laughs> I rolled a six. Oh, six, all right. Nine points of damage. You deal a devastating blow, but more important... Oh, to the Minotaur, yes. To the Minotaur. But more importantly, your the moment that it tastes its flesh, the blade of the sword seems to glow with a powerful, potent magic. Have I ever used this sword before? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have waited eight episodes. <laughs> and it's fucking witch this... Why do you have the sword? Anyway, um, it begins to glow and instantly does, um, as it burns with power, another six points of damage, which is enough, and the minotaur, as it is embedded in its throat, seems to vibrate and then explode in a shower of sharp bone shards. Take three hit points of damage. Damn it! But the Minotaur collapses with the last skeleton easily overwhelmed by the amount of you. You have control of the room and you are at last able to analyse the mirror that Baston broke. Beyond it, you see a small chamber and in that chamber is a figure in fine clothes suspended by black cords in the middle of the room. Investigation shows that it is in fact a puppet of the vampire and indeed the figure that was used to presumably communicate with you before. Cowering in the room next to it is a filthy, wizened, either a human or some kind of lesser race but very gross um, is that racist? Ooh, sounded it. Just the way you said lesser. It was the tone, really. Yeah. <laughs> is a filthy figure um, cowering as you, from the light, as it is now entering the room. <laughs> Don't look behind the curtain. <gasps> Wait. Yeah. I have seen a musical like this. <laughs> I am Strahd the Powerful. <laughs> Me. I pick it up by the scruff of its neck. It goes my right up. It doesn't weigh very much. Not my scruff. <laughs> <laughs> and I stare at it in its eyes and I say, bring me to your master. I, I don't know where he is. <laughs> I throw him against the wall. Ow! I say to him, listen, Strahd. Why did you erect all these trickeries and mirrors? <laughs> Obviously not Strahd. <laughs> He's got the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's Strahd. Work it out, you clever little nanite. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's Strahd pretending to be a puppet. <laughs> pretending to be a powerful puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, fear me. <laughs> uh, the whole point, this is like Wizard of Oz. The, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the Wizard of Oz doesn't exist. Yeah. Will the Dragon Friends ever solve this the greatest puzzle yet? What's going on? What is more likely 
is it that Strahd speaks with the voice of an imbecile or that an imbecile pretended to be Strahd while puppeteering? For the answers to this and many more questions, tune in to the slow series of realizations of Michael Hing that forms part of the adventure of Dragon Friends. Thank you. Dragon Friends is recorded live at Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. It's DM'd by David Harmon with music by Benny Davis and voices by me, Eden Lacey, with Alex Lee, Simon Griner, Ben Jenkins and Michael Hing. Shakira Khan designs our website and our podcast is edited by Benny and sponsored by PAX Australia, Australia's largest video games and pop culture expo, on this year from November 4 to 6 in Melbourne, with panels, showrooms, tournaments, free play and more. If you like the podcast, we have a Patreon where you can support us and earn bonus content, including this month, an 8-bit ringtone download of the Dragon Friends theme. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.